drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Uh... Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? Friday in the house, uh, Grifka's favorite day of the week. And uh, we are here talking Lions football. And instead of me and Grifka arguing and carrying on and playing a bunch of funny sound drops, we are happy to have Logan Lamarandier from Lion Lowdown on the show. He's come back. He's given us some of his valuable time to talk Lions football. Logan, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, doing great. How about you guys? Real good. Grifka, how are you on this Friday? I mean, you want to hit the people with anything before we get going? Oh, man, TGIF, man. It's supposed to be chilly this weekend in uh, in Michigan, and I know it's going to be real warm Monday night in Green Bay. Uh, Grifka gets in a weather update and a TGIF. You got to love it. You know it's going to be a good show. Uh, Logan, man, we don't mess around. We get right into football. It's been a good week. We had Eric on, Eric Schlitt of USA Today Lions Wire on our Wednesday show. Here we are at the end of the week getting a chat with you. So let's get right into it. Matt Stafford is playing a ton better. We, we talked all about it in the preseason. Like, this guy is obviously the – he's pulling the trigger for our football team. He's the franchise guy. He's making $27 million. We needed a bounce back. We needed some mojo. We need a lot of things from this guy. And, man, he's bringing it. Why? Yeah, I mean, and, and do you love what you're seeing from this guy? I do. And it's been great to see because last year was not a good look for him. And especially when he's already, already had these critics for a long time saying he can't win. You know, that's being his biggest complaint. And then after last year where he also just didn't wasn't making good decisions, the offense was sputtering. There's just a lot going wrong. And you add on top of that, his broken back. Um, yeah, there's just allegedly. things. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> All reports say that he had a broken back, but who, who really knows? Um, yeah, I think it was just one of those deals where, you know, he kind of got into a new offense this year, and it's really playing to his strengths. And it's he's throwing the ball down the field. Um, you know, Daryl Beverly, new offensive coordinator, is setting him up for success, moving around a little bit more than he's ever done in the past. So it's just been really nice to see him utilize in a way that many fans always wanted to see him utilizing, and that's putting the ball deep down the field, not making you know the bad throws, even his two interceptions he's had this year. You know, they're they're kind of fifty-fifty balls. Um, deep downfield that acted almost as a punt, but I know there was one that was worse than the other, but yeah, it was just like, there's so much about his game this year so far that I've been very impressed with. And we we had seen glimpses of this in the past, but there was not much of it last year. Yeah. I really like the way he's played. I mean, uh, like I say, just some of the mojo, too, where he's given the fist pumps. He's kind of rallying the troops, playing really tough at the end of ball games, which we love to see. I've been really proud of that. And as good as Stafford has played, I mean, Daryl Bevel might be 
the MVP of this team so far with what he's brought from offensive perspective and just the kind of the quiet consistency that he's brought as well as production has been nice so far. So with that being said, let's throw it over to the MVP of the Kool-Aid cast. Grifka, what do you got for Logan, man? Um, just a quick question here with the uh, lines being a quarter of the way into the season. Obviously you just mentioned Matt Stafford, you know, playing really well this year. Um, as as for an overall grade of this team, what would you give it? You know, so far, are they you're better than your expectation? You're looking at like you know, the A, A plus, B, C. Kind of, kind of. What you're feeling with the team right now? What, what what would you grade them at? Yeah. So I always preface anytime I give out a grade that I you know I consider C as average. I know B is always like the safe the safe grade, um, but it's still better than average, and that's why I'm going to give them a B, um, just because. I don't think they played their best football yet, even in their two wins against the Chargers and Eagles. They didn't necessarily play great. You know, they were still making mistakes. Just fortunately, the teams that they were facing made more mistakes. And the Chiefs game, I felt good, you know, as good as you can in a loss. I felt like the Lions went toe-to-toe with one of the top teams in the league. And I know, yes, the Chiefs just lost the Colts, and they didn't look great, but Overall, it's just the Lions are a very well-rounded team. I don't know if they're doing anything at an elite level, but the offense is clicking fairly well. The run game needs that to get going a little bit more, and we saw a step in the right direction in the Chiefs game. But, you know, the defense, for as well as the offense has been playing, in the same regard that, you look at the defense, and I feel like they're underperforming. That defensive line, which was supposed to be the strength of the team, and going into the season, I felt very comfortable comfortable about and didn't have, think I was going to have to worry at all about the run defense. And getting to the quarterback with the addition of Trey Flowers and Mike Daniels, you know, that's kind of been the opposite this year. The Lions have been getting some sacks, but a lot of that's due to coverage. And, you know, their defensive secondary, even without Darius Slay, they've been playing very well. Uh, you, if you look at their yards, they're not playing great. I think they're like 30th in the league for average yards allowed per game or something like that. But uh, I don't think that has a ton to do with the corners. The corners are making plays and uh, getting their hands on the ball. They're running a lot of man defense, which is playing uh, to what the Lions corners do well. And it's just, uh, I think, yeah, the grade's probably just a solid B for me right now because there is room for improvement and they could be doing some things better. But I do believe, um, you know, two one and one going into the bye week, looking at the schedule at the beginning of the year, you you wondered if I think I would take two one and one. Um, That Arizona tie still haunts me, but um, two one and one is just fine, you know, playing a pretty decently tough part of their schedule. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the Arizona tie, you know, still kind of stings, you know, looking at it. And, uh, you know, it goes into your grade as a B. I think just with that tie, I kind of go with like a, maybe like a B minus with that. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I know Derek's mentioned it before. It's like they, play, they played well for a while, and then they just kind of like even the unknown. So I was like, well, that's the legacy of that game is blowing that 18-point lead. So that just kind of sticks in my craw a little bit right there. But I would have to agree with you. I'll be, uh, you know, B, B minus for me as well. So, uh, um, uh, Derek, uh what uh, what you have now? <laughs> Before I get back to Logan Griffka, so here here's my thing. So your gimmick on the show is you agree with me all the time, right? We play the bell. Is that right? Do you agree? Just hit the bell if I say yes. 
So, so why, why, when I called you the MVP of the show, did you not go with your gimmick and agree with me? You know, or did you know I was lying to the people? Well, I thought you were just, uh, just BSing anyway, so I just let it go. So, <laughs> and then my favorite part is how you laid out what grades were to Logan. You went down the whole alphabet. I thought that was funny too. But uh, <laughs> uh, like I say, good, good stuff on the grades uh, from both of you. You know, in case you didn't know, Logan grades are A, B, C. <laughs> um, how far did so, we go? <laughs> is there a D? Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Griffco let us know what's his next question, but he, here's here's what I got for you. There's this guy on the Detroit Lions. I mean, you you kind of hit it at him on your last question. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of him. Carry on my this is our running back. This is number 33. This guy that had a huge ceiling heading into the season, you know, we're going to pound the rock. And here we start off the season slow again in the run game. And all my buddies, everybody's freaking out going, yeah, Okri, what's wrong with Kerry? I thought he said he was going to break out. I thought he was going to be a integral part of this team. I'm like, take it easy. I'm like, I see him having a big game, you know, against the Chiefs. I, I predicted like 120 and two touches. I think he went for what, a little over 120 with some receiving and then unfortunately didn't score any touches, uh, which we can get into that some other time. But I want to know, what do you think the ceiling is for Jerry on my And is he going to get there? Is this guy going to ball out or what? Because I'm waiting on him to show up every week and to really be great. He hasn't been bad, but I haven't seen the explosive plays or the numbers yet that I want to see. Yeah, it's carry on. I feel like he's done a very good job of what he's been dealing with, uh, given that, you know, he's seen loaded boxes just left and right. I know after week three, he was tops in the league for facing eight man defenders when he was running the ball. And a lot of that's a byproduct of having two tight ends on the field a lot. Your the de- opponent's defense are going to also, you know, bring in heavier defenders close to the line to guard these tight ends. So, uh, he doesn't. He hasn't had a lot of space to operate the interior of the offensive line. I felt like it's been pretty solid, actually. But you look at some plays, and I know the Lions and Patricia had mentioned it, that they're just usually one player away. Uh, there's just someone that's blown an assignment one time, and if they can just all come together, you know, there's going to be some running lanes. And those guys that are most often blowing the assignments have been the tight ends. And Bodden, who's had a couple good blocks, has had some couple very poor reps as well. So it's it's really tough to say because the running game is such a team effort. But I think Carrion has done his part in terms of you know making the first defender miss. You've seen that a ton, and when guys are on him in the backfield immediately after he gets the handoff, and he somehow gets out of that tackle and gets back to the line of scrimmage. I know the Lions as a team. You know, our, our top 10 in yards after contact with a running back, but they're also the bottom in the bottom 10 for yards before they get first contact. And that falls on the offensive line. So carry on Johnson's averaging 3.4 yards a carry right now. It's not great, but given the circumstances, I like it. And once if this offense continues to be more explosive and maybe teams start trying to, you know, defend the pass a little bit more, uh, it could possibly open up for carry I think it's probably going to be one of those deals where it's going to be hot and cold from week to week, depending on what their game plan is. And so far after the Lions have traded CJ and or 
got rid of C.J. Anderson, I should say. You know, Carrion Johnson looked like a true bell cow. They haven't really been given too many snaps to Ty Johnson. J.D. McKissick saw quite a few snaps uh, last week, but that was more due to just uh, Danny Amendola being out. McKissick lined up in the slot over half his time that he played in the offense. So Carrion uh, Johnson's looking like a bell cow, and that split between you know 1A and 1B running backs that they had in C.J. Anderson is no longer there. So there's there's definitely going to be some big games from Carrion moving forward. And, you know, fingers crossed, he just has to stay healthy, too, because that's been another issue of his in the past. He gets dinged up quite a bit. And uh, obviously last year he couldn't finish the season with a knee injury. So um, I do I do worry a little bit about giving Carrion over 20 carries a game. But uh, I, I want to. I want to say we can do that. But, you know, ultimately – the game, the, the NFL season is very long for these guys. So, especially for a running back, they get beat up. So, I, I do want to keep him fresh. But, yes, um, to answer your initial question, I think there is still a very high ceiling for carry on Johnson. And we just scratched the surface of it last week against the Chiefs. I like it, man. I like all that uh, Detroit Kool Aid you're pouring out for the people. Drink it in, man. Now, real quick follow-up before I throw to Grifka. What do you think? Grifka's a big numbers guy. The only time he thinks people are doing good is when they put up these gaudy numbers, even though, like, you hit on a million reasons why carry-on has been pretty good, even though the numbers haven't been there. If you had to put kind of when you say his ceiling is high, we're, we're, we're in week six now. I mean, what do you think this guy's numbers can end up at and what kind of impact? Can he get, you know, 1,200, 1,100? Can he get some receiving yards that are decent? Or is he going to kind of top out? under that but we're still going to say hey he's a he's a, been a good running back for us well if you look at he's at just over 250 yards right now in four games so you know if you extrapolate that into over the course of the season and he plays all 16 games that's over a thousand yards rushing on the ground and i know you mentioned that 1200 figure uh i don't know if you would necessarily say those first four games that carry on had have been good and in the first two you split them with cj anderson so, you know, you'd hope that this, if you're breaking down the season into quarters, this would be his lightest quarter in terms of yards. So I could, yeah. it just takes one or two good games to, you know, kind of get that projection up to 1,200 yards in a season. So I think it's 1,200 yards should be out of the question. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. And like you say, I really want to see, you know, us have a really dynamic runner, catcher of the football, all that type of stuff and need to impose our will every week on people. So that's what I'm hoping for. If not, you know, this year, definitely heading into his next season to really be that dominant football player. So Griff guy snuck uh, an extra one in there. Go ahead, sir. It's okay. I, I want to get into this uh, Monday night game and uh, lines, you know, playing the Packers in green Bay. I mean, me and Derek will be there. We'll be rowdy. Um, my, my question for you in the first one right off the top is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, in the preseason, he was talking about how happy he was, the new scheme. You know, he's back to his old self. Thought, you know, offense is great. You know, watching the first few games with him, he does look to have, like, that confidence back, that old swagger. You know, he's, you know, scrambling, making the throws on the run like that. You know, we've seen him do plenty of times that make us hate Aaron Rodgers so much. Um, what do you think Matt Patricia will be able to scheme up to maybe slow him down, you know, um, to uh, kind of make him look like uh, last year's Aaron Rodgers, that was you know very meek, always looking for a soft place to fall when uh, whenever the uh, defensive line was getting close. <laughs> yeah, I, you know the Lions played him 
last year. I know the game in Green Bay at the end of the season, Rodgers left the game pretty early, but the game at Ford Field earlier in the season, you know, the Lions got pressure and they really did what they've been doing to all the, the good quarterbacks they've been facing is where they're not blitzing and, you know, they're not bringing more than four guys. They're leading the league right now this year and only bringing three defenders to rush the passer. And that really makes it tough on these quarterbacks to throw the ball into these tight windows. And Aaron Rodgers, he's actually known for throwing the ball away. He throws the ball away a lot. He does not like to get interceptions. Um, I think he has one on the year so far, but you know, last year, I think he set the record for like the most passing attempts with the lowest uh, interception rate. So he does, it's, he doesn't turn the ball over. And I think the Lions are going to have to really force him to put the ball in spots that are tight windows. Aaron Rodgers is definitely one that can do it. He's, he's super accurate. He has a great arm. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's just really going to come down to turnovers. The Packers are tied for second in the league right now, or second fewest for only having four giveaways. And on the opposite side of the ball, their defense has 11 takeaways, which is tied for third in the league. So that's really been the calling card for this Packers team is not turning the ball over, getting turnovers on defense and controlling the game. And with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's still very good. I don't know if he's quite back to the, the prime Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you, I think he's, he's at like a 63% completion percentage right now, which is actually kind of low for his standards. He's not necessarily pushing the ball down the field. Um, and he has a little bit of a running game. So it's just, it's really tough to say there's one way to, to be Aaron Rodgers. It's a lot of times it comes down to, you know, you hope and pray that you can stop the run, put the game on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders, and he makes some mistakes. Because if he plays up to the level that we've seen Aaron Rodgers play. I mean, it's almost next to impossible to be. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he just has all that confidence. And, you know, you always hear people say you don't wish for injury and stuff like that, but I'm never sad to see uh, Aaron Rodgers leave a game, you know, walk into, the, walk into the locker room. You know, that's just me. So, uh, <laughs> Derek, uh, what's your next question? Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good stuff there. I mean, Griff has been known to go on Aaron Rodgers' rant in the past, which is always classic. I mean, I think we have exclusive audio of what Griffka might say to Aaron Rodgers if he sees him at Lambeau. Show me how my ass takes. <laughs> that was uh that was Shaq Diesel there. But uh yeah, it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna be in Lambeau, so really looking forward to it. And uh 
you know, just it's going to be one of those games where I'm just excited to see what happens because we haven't really got after the quarterback. You know, they've been standing back there with a lot of time, and, and that's something you can't do in their house against that quarterback. But uh, like you say, they're going to have to find a way to frustrate him and get him off his spot, and I'm excited to see it. So I know Grifka's got some other um, Packer questions, so I wanted to hit you one with it's kind of off the radar, but to me it's it's important and, and for the longevity of the team as well as – you know, just this back half of the schedule. So we took Austin Bryant in the fourth round and he's kind of a versatile piece. You know, they, they called him a linebacker. They've got him, you know, at these different spots. He really hasn't seen much time at all. Got hurt, you know, right away in camp, put on IR, he's shelved. Everybody kind of forgot about this guy, but he should be able to come back kind of there in week eight. I'm curious, you know, do you think he's going to be able to add anything when he does come back, even if he has kind of a limited role? And then we also asked Eric Schlitt about Deshaun Hand. He's obviously a bigger piece to this team and a guy that we could maybe see in Green Bay. Do you think those two players, either combined or just individually, could make an impact on this defense? Yeah, Deshaun Hand, we saw what he did last year. You know, there's no doubt he can make an impact. And he gave Rodgers fits when they played last, or at least uh, at Ford Field. And so I, with the defensive line that we currently are rushing out there with, you know, Damon Harrison and Aishon, uh and even Romeo Aquara, they, they're not really known for their pass rushing prowess. And where Deshaun Hand is different from those guys, he is truly an elite athlete. You know, there's a reason he was a number one overall high school recruit, you know, back, back in the day before he committed to Alabama. And that's because he's a 300 pounder that just has, you know, insane abilities. And we need that up front. So I think that could make a huge difference once he does return. Um, and then Austin Bryant, I, I'm not expecting a ton from him, honestly, considering that he hasn't even hardly seen the field before he got injured. And you know, Devon Kennard, I don't believe he would be taking too many snaps from Devon Kennard. And I almost feel like Jelani Tavai or uh, even Christian Jones, you've seen him rush the passer quite a bit this year too can line up in that Jack role that Kennard plays. So if, if Bryant does become activated and he actually does dress on game days, I think he'd be long down the list of guys who would actually see the field to rush the passer. But who knows? I, I don't really know what the Lions have in store for him. He was They drafted him for a reason. I can't say I was a huge proponent of taking him that high. I was, I've never came away super impressed with him, his abilities, but – you look at what the Lions, you know, have done with Jelani Tavai and uh, just some other players that are sometimes question marks in the national media. They obviously have a role in mind for him, and they think that he does something very well. And I mean, I just haven't found that yet. Uh, he's he's always been a decent pass rusher, but never great. So you translate that to the NFL level, and what are you going to get? So yeah, he's a big outside linebacker. That's what they have him listed as. I'm hoping for the best from him, but I, I must say my expectations are pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff there. I mean, that's kind of why I asked you about him is because I, I feel like the consensus is a lot of people are, are low on him and now oh, he probably won't do much, but I mean, he fits, fits that, that role. He was in a big defensive line at Clemson. You know, he can bring some things to the table, another big man that can, can move and sort of get after you. So I, I don't expect him to put up big flashy numbers, but I mean, another body that has some of those abilities can never hurt you. And people have just written him off completely. So you don't really take a fourth rounder that you just have no, 
no excitement about or no role for him. So I think if he's healthy, he can come back and give us by the end of the year is usually where people are hurt and other things are going on. So I, I wouldn't totally sleep on him. Again, nobody's seen anything from him either. It's a lot easier if you've seen some things to say, oh, he's this, he's that. Nobody really has seen the guy in the NFL, so you almost don't know what you're getting. But he's just a guy yeah. I'm keeping tabs on and think that if we got an injury or two and he's healthy, ready to roll, they might be able to do some things with him and uh, could boost the team because who knows who's hurt in November or December. Yeah, for, and for sure, I'm still very excited to see him because we, we spent you know decent draft capital on him. And, and the other – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. The other reason I bring him up is because remember when we signed Devon Kennard? I mean, were you fired up about that? Or most people were kind of like, who, this middle linebacker, big outside guy that didn't really do much in New York? I mean, the guy's been tremendous in this type of defense. So I, that's why I relate him a little bit that, you know, nobody had high expectations for him. Now he's probably like, you know, one of the top two, three guys on our defense. So Very true. Yeah, yeah. That's, Kennard, I mean, that was the first year, too, that uh, Patricia came in. So I was still – kind of figuring out his defense but yeah the way they've used canard you know it's been nice and that's i'll give patricia a lot of credit for bringing in players that you know it's not like i'm the gm or anything but he brings in players and i sometimes question i'm like what does he see in this guy it's like he's not a very good athlete he's kind of just average (laughs) all around but then he plugs him into this defense and he just does everything well maybe nothing elite but everything you know, it just makes the defense flow overall and they don't have to make some multiple. And that's ultimately, I think, a lot of times what Patricia wants to be is being able to do multiple things with different guys. And it doesn't matter who's on the field. They're going to be able to do different things and different looks that, you know, offenses might not be prepared for. Yep, absolutely. I think that's where we can start hanging our hat as this coach and this GM and everybody does have a plan they're putting in place. And we're seeing some benefits, no doubt, or just some fruits of that, uh, which is great to see. So. Griff, go back to you, buddy. Uh, what do you got? So this better be a home run question for Logan. I mean, he, he wants your best right now. Sure. Um, last couple of years, uh, the Packers have um, drafted a lot on defense, and I think that's really showing up this year for them. Now, um, they, they look pretty good against Dallas, and Dallas is high-powered offense. Uh, Dallas was able to run the ball a little bit. But um, are you think there's some areas that the Lions have the distinct advantage on the offense that they may be able to exploit? putting some points up on the board against his defense? Yeah, you look at Green Bay's defense, um, you know, they're, they're, I think they got a little bit overhyped to start the year, uh, especially coming out against the Chicago Bears, who don't have a high-powered offense by any means. And they just immediately, it was like, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the quote after the game, we got a defense. Well, you do got a defense, but, you know, they're still like 22nd in total defense allowing 380 yards a game. Um, they do take a, have a lot of takeaways, as I mentioned earlier. But, you know, the pass rushers, the Smith brothers, as I'll call them, I mean, they, they are an upgrade over what they had last year. I know Clay Matthews was a bigger name, and he probably was uh, a good player at that point in his career. And Nick Perry, I still don't even think, is signed with the team. And uh, he was a former first-round pick, and they gave a contract extension to him. So the they had big names, but both Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith have had a lot of success. So, um, you know, looking at what the Cowboys did, you know, they Amari Cooper had his way um, with Jahir Alexander, and Alexander was another guy who was getting hyped up quite a bit before that game as being one of the best in the league and one of the up-and-comers. But uh, there, there are holes in the secondary. They're still young. They're very athletic, and 
You know, it's not like Marvin Jones or Kenny Dalley have ever been known for, um, you know, creating separation with athleticism anyways. They're kind of jump ball extraordinaires, and uh, they know how to use their body to box out defenders and make the tough grab. So uh, the, the rush defense of the Packers, I don't think is anything great. You know, um, they really struggled before the Dallas game, and then Dallas got behind early, which they couldn't even – really utilize Zeke Elliott and impose their will on them. So um, I think the Lions are going to have to run the ball. The Lions, they're pretty much going to have to just stick to the same game plan they've been doing all year. It's, it's been working and just start running the ball, uh, you know, get that time of possession up, take your deep shots when you can. Yeah. Um, I know Derek get the bell out again, but I always kind of thought that myself that, uh, <laughs> their, their defense you know, was was a little hyped up, you know, and um, especially hey, if, the if they're the game. if they're if they're good but not amazing, what would they be? They're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, but I think, like you said, I think they get a little bit of hype because yeah, they shut down you know Mitch Trubisky. And sorry, it's not Mitchell, but it's Mitch. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's because they're the Packers, so they get like this thought that you know they always put like you know Lombardi's defenses out there and you know so I, I don't think they're that good either but I, I do believe carry on Johnson I, I mentioned him before the Kansas City game that he you know I thought he was going to break 100 yards I believe he could probably break 100 yards in this game as well so um that's my take with that so uh Derek uh you told me to hit a home have, give him a home run question I thought I did uh what, what do you got going for him uh, oh man, incredible! You blew me away with that one. I I got I know Logan's time is very valuable, so we're gonna get him out of here. But I I want to do a little quick rapid fire, um, and then maybe we get Griffka in for a quick one, and then I I get you out of here. But uh, let let's do some rapid fire on in or out. Can we do that, Logan? Sure. Deshaun Hand in or out? Uh, in. That is incredible. Uh, Devontae Adams for Green Bay. Oh, in. Oh! Uh, what about big play Slay on the outside? Does he show up for the Lions? Going in. That is incredible. Yeah, what, what about Quandre real quick? Quandre Diggs, he back? Oh, that's, uh, that's a little bit tougher because that's a recent hamstring injury. I'm gonna say I don't know out. how I don't I don't know how we lived without him, but uh, you're saying out. Oh boy, I think he's in. Um, and then like you said, Danny boy, Danny Amendola uh, made one of the greatest catches I can remember in Philly with that toe tap in the biggest situation. Incredible throw by Stafford too. Uh, Danny back in the fold because we could use him in the slot there. Yeah, I'll go in. Nice. I'm glad you ended it with that because I want to end it with the sound bit, which is one of Grifka's favorites. That's that's Grifka's favorite announcer of all time. So you you did good with the rapid fire. Hoping those guys play. I mean, I didn't ask you about Daniels. I still feel like Daniels is out for a while and he hasn't really shown up huge. But I need all those guys back and firing on Monday night to get this W. No doubt about it. Grifka, you got another big question or can I hit Logan with my last big one? The question of the day. Um, no, I got one more big question for him, actually. All right, right, Um, do it up. Okay, so 
where the lines are at, the, you know, two, one, and one after the Chiefs game. You, you're reading these things here. You know, watch out NFC North. Watch out the lines. You know, they start to be taken seriously. Now, the next two games, you know, at Green Bay and home against Minnesota. I personally feel for actually the NFL to really take notice because I think right now it's just kind of like, yeah, we've seen this before. They've started out hot and fallen off. I think they need to win these next two games for really the rest of the NFL to take this this team seriously as being a real contender. What is your thought on that? No, I agree 100%. After the, if they could have beaten the Chiefs, I think it would have been – you already saw the national pundits start to be like, hey, the Lions might be legit, you know, but they're not quite there yet. They didn't win the game. So the Packers at Lambeau, the Packers are playing well. If they're able to beat the Packers and then not have a letdown against the Vikings, you know that's going to say a, it's going to go a long ways in the eyes of the national media because it's very difficult for the Lions to ever get any type of hype because let's be real, it's it's the past, you know, it's same old Lions, a stupid mantra. No, that's always <laughs> don't do that. Down. Don't go there. You're gonna get Grifka going on his one of his soapboxes about what happened 30 years ago. Like it matters. No, and that's I I agree 100. percent It's it's in the past, but yet it's still uh, when you're when you're talking about national respect, you know that's still the same drawn out, you know, same old story you hear just all the time that they're waiting for the Lions collapse and no one's gonna believe in them until they actually prove it. But if they were able in the, one of the best divisions in the NFL, Fantasy North, if they're able to win the back-to-back games against, you know, two of the better teams in the NFC, you know, not only is the record going to be, you know, four one and one in the top of the NFC North in a difficult division, you know, they're going to be in a great spot for that division lead, and it's I, it will. It's it's just gonna, you just got to win. That's all it comes down to. Just win, and you'll get the recognition you deserve. Exactly. Exactly. I, that's what I say. That's what I try to convey to Derek about, you know, just the national, how they don't get hyped. You know, they get the Thursday game on Thanksgiving and then we always pray for another Monday night game or a Sunday night game. But, you know, just as soon as Cleveland drafts like a quarterback, an overhyped quarterback, they get like every Monday night game, every Sunday night game. And the NFL's just typing the crap out of them. So, you know, Lions go win these two games, makes makes the rest of the NFL realize that we do have a uh, a stud team here in Detroit this year. So uh, I want winners. I want people that want to win. Exactly. So, Derek, finish <laughs> off with your with your question. All right, good stuff there. This is a everybody knows this, and and the Vikings a big game. And, and like I say to Grifka every week when he's going on and on about, oh, this guy wrote this. We don't get respect. Who the heck cares? Like, go win the football game. You know, nobody cares with the national pundency. They don't even know five guys on a roster. So I could care less about all that. But what I do care about is me and Grifka loading up the old car on Sunday evening and heading out to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, we will be there first thing Monday morning looking for cheddar heads, looking for mozzarella hats all over the city. We will be uh, eating their finest meats and cheeses and uh tailgating and then going in their house getting a w and walking out uh with that sound bite i just played i want winners i want people that want to win i mean we gotta come out with a w logan to finish out the show we need your prediction we need your take on this game what is going to happen come monday night tuesday morning for us lions fans lions are going to win 31 30 cornbread 
I, I do. I think it's very going to be a very competitive game to go both ways. Uh, I, as we mentioned earlier, I feel like the Packers are a little overhyped. I feel like the Lions haven't played their best game yet, but it's been trending in the right direction. And I think the Lions are going to be healthy, and that's that's going to go a long way. So that bye came at a right time. That's another thing you should mention is that you know the Lions had an extra week to prepare for this and are going to be feeling a little better than. Um, you know, a Packers team that had a really tough battle. Well, I, guess, I won't say it was too tough, I guess, <laughs> against the Cowboys. Um, but, you know, the Lions had longer to rest, and coaches have been game planning for longer for this. So it's just the Lions are set up to win this game, and they need to win this game. And maybe it's just me hoping more than anything, but <laughs> I do feel I like, like it. You're on the Detroit yeah. Kool-Aid cast. Give me that score one more time. 31-30. Detroit. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Uh, oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Grifka, what do you think about that, man? I love that. You know, when we were doing this in the preseason, I called this a win. You know, 31-30, love that score. <laughs> and, and, and I hope that happens because if not, me and Grifka might get in a fist fight in the seats because this needs to be a good game for the Lions so that Grifka stays out of the doldrums. We want to have fun there and hoop up our team. So I really hope your score, that would be amazing if that was, it's down to the wire. I don't know if my heart can take it if it goes down to the wire while we're there live in person, but it should be incredible. So um, Logan, you've been uh, great with your time. Love having you on. Great uh, answers. A lot of fun talking football. Uh, you got anything you want to throw out there for the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, where they can check you out, um, what kind of stuff you're doing these days? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Twitter handle is at L Lamarandier. Um, that's where I'm. How, how many people with. spell that right? It can't be many. Oh, actually, they got to find you. I don't think anyone's trying to spell it. It is just <laughs> type in Put L- in two L- L's and, and this guy <laughs> pops up. You know what I mean? He's got 20,000 followers or something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm out there enough where people usually not have to look too hard. So that's what I got going for me. <laughs> right. I should have rethought my Twitter handle name, Twitter handle name but <laughs> here I am. Can't change now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so lionlowdown.com and also uh, Lion Maven uh, started that a little bit as well. So uh, that's powered by Sports Illustrated. So it's getting that up and going. I've been writing a little bit more and uh, got a daily thing going on. So it's good. I'm all I'm all over the place. So anywhere you want to find me, go for it. Uh, Facebook, Instagram as well. But if you want to talk Lions, Twitter is the spot to be. You can catch Logan on the huge show from time to time out there on the west side of the state. I mean, this guy's making personal appearances now, talking Lions football. I mean, he's big time, and to have you on the Kool-Aid cast was just a pleasure, man. We really uh, appreciate the time, and always fun to have you. Hey, no, anytime. Uh, I appreciate it. Glad we can make it work. It's been too long. Absolutely, man. Grifka, question of the day. You got anything else for the people? Uh, Nope. Just like always, one of these days, Grifka's going to have something amazing at the end of the show, but it hasn't happened yet. So, everybody, thanks for drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Me and Grifka will be loading up the grill, all types of uh, food, heading out to Green Bay to get this dub for our team. So, thank you, Logan. Thank you, all everybody out there listening. Uh, we'll check you. Gosh, we'll probably check you from the road and from the uh, Green Bay parking lot with hopefully some podcasts and uh, talk to you next week after this big W. Thanks, everybody. We're out. Back to back. Start the plane. This game is over.
get in. 